0: Okay, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Candid with Courtney. This is the first episode of my Black Women in Leadership series, which I'm very, very mm-hmm. excited about. This is um, very hits very close to home for me because I aspire to be in leadership. So um, I'm very thankful for all the women that have agreed to participate. My first guest is going to be B Marks. I'm going to let her introduce herself, tell y'all a little bit about her, so that we can get started.
1: Hey, everybody. My name is Brittany Marks. Everybody calls me Britt. Um, I'm currently in restaurant manager. I'm a senior operating partner for a very nice restaurant. Um, I went to UNT, University of North Texas. I actually have an English degree. Um, I graduated from Legacy. I'm in Mansfield, and here I am. Like I said, 26. Make it happen.
0: <laughs> we love it. So. Typically, when I have these conversations with people, I always like to get a feel of what they're looking to get from the mm-hmm. conversation. Some people are looking to vent. Some people are looking to... Um you know, uh, hear another perspective. Some people want to get advice. So what would you say you're looking to get out of this conversation?
1: Um, I think for me, it's really a lot of people don't understand the amount of work that I actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they think that just because you say you work in restaurants or something, I'm working at McDonald's drive through um, They don't understand that I really true to life run businesses. Like right. I make profits. I make four to five million dollar a year companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I really do stuff and just show, shed some enlightenment on what I do on a daily basis and just what my industry actually looks like
0: yeah okay yeah. perfect so How did you get Into your career
1: Um, So funny enough Like I said When I went to UNT I have an English degree So obviously It was not my plan At all whatsoever Um, I was walking Down the street Um, I needed a job I was a sophomore At the time I was 19 Um, I was looking for a job Walking to a restaurant Got hired as a cashier um, And it was ran By a man and a woman The lady Was a French lady Literally moved over here From France With $100,000 in the bank And bought a restaurant That she didn't even know What a burger was um, And married Or was with the guy They weren't married They were dating this white guy um, and his name was Trevor and they came in and they just took over a restaurant and within six months I was running it 19, like I said, cashier, never done it before. Um, and I was a GM running it, and I literally figured out everything by myself, figured out how to order. I basically created our delivery system, and we by the time I left four years later, um, it was 80% deliveries. Um, I was the only grill cook. Basically, anybody that knows me at UNT, you probably worked there. Like I hired everybody. Um, I only pretty much hired my friends because who else were you gonna hire when you're 19? Hello, you (laughs)
0: don't know anybody, exactly. And
1: I'm just basically sending out tweets like, hey, if you need a job hit my line right right. and then you would start the next day literally like I I I put the whole everybody on my back so like you already know. Um, but like, that's just literally how I got into it. Um, I worked there the entire time I was in college. Um, I worked six days a week, working 12 hour days. I would literally work 60 hours. Like if I couldn't come into work, we literally didn't open, mm-hmm. um, because I was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like I said, by the time I graduated, I'd been there four and a half years. Um, I didn't plan on staying there, and then a couple months passed, I'm like looking for a job. I already left, me and the owner had a huge falling out. Like, I'm throwing shit, I'm going, like, that shit like I was literally throwing wing sauces and things all this I was pissed um but we had real bad you falling were out 19, so. exactly you know and like by the time I graduated I was just like like I've been put all this work into this and I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna do it's just frustrations um so I spent a couple months like putting out job applications, not really sure, like literally was sleeping on friends' couches and broke as hell, like broke as hell. Um, And then I was just like, you should just stay with what you know how to do. And I liked it. I really did. Um, And then from there, got my first big girl job on salary being a GM two months after I graduated. And I haven't looked back since I graduated in 2017. And now I run two different locations of a restaurant about to get my third. So
0: so the company that you started working for after you graduated is the company you're currently working for?
1: No, so where I started at was actually called, it was Payway. Most people know Payway. Um, I've worked at five or six different concepts hmm. um, in the time um, and it's kind of a lot to do with the industry as well you jump around a lot right? right. Um, for the most part a lot of the industry like restaurants make a lot of promises that they can't keep yes. um, it's just like it's just the like carrot retail. and the horse exactly Fentia. exactly like mm-hmm. retail um, it's like oh you're gonna get this and this and this and this you just work your ass off and go in circles right? Um, and you're burnt out within a year every time um, when I was at Payway I was there for about a year and a half um, I actually worked for Papado's as well as a manager hmm. probably one of the worst experience. Ever. Um, and then from there, I worked for a company called Unleavened. I've worked, been a GM for Salata, working 80 hour weeks, um, and also being one of their corporate trainers. And then now the company I'm at now.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. So in your current organization, mm. um, how many other black women are in leadership Zero. that you know of? Zero in Zero. my entire company. And why do you think that is?
1: Um, It's a mixture of reasons. Um, At most of the companies I've worked at, actually at all of them, there's never been another black woman GM um, in my district. Um, You might get Hispanics um, and that's just because They've worked their way up from a dishwasher. The Hispanics that are in management in the restaurant industry literally started as a dishwasher and it took them 10 years to get there. Right. Um, the white guys that are in the industry walked in the door and because they were white and a man were managers. Mm-hmm. Um, and black women don't ever get there because, A, they don't put the time in to do it it's not really glamorous. I'm not saying that we need glamorous jobs, but it's not something that we even know that you can be profitable and make a career out of. It's not talked about. Right. Um, when it comes to service industry for us, it's gonna be like, made hotel service industry the right. restaurant industry isn't really talked about unless you're being a cocktail server or a bartender mm-hmm. for black women or you're a bottle girl right. um outside of that management isn't talked about right it's not really brought about those opportunities or you don't stick around long enough to see if you can even get there or have interest in it at all right um so like i said 99.9 percent of the time i am the only black i'm probably the only woman and i'm for sure gonna be the youngest
0: so some of the research that i did to um prepare for this series mm-hmm. um the numbers i expected the numbers to be low obviously i'm a right. black woman I know. right they were lower than i thought so yeah they when, you're, when you're talking about management mm-hmm. okay there's literally only four percent four percent of all ever management positions are black women four percent yeah okay four percent take it even further mm-hmm. there's only out of 20 okay in 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 all of the um c-suite positions yeah. um and and i'm not sure, i didn't look at the full survey so right. i don't know you know whatever but it, i mean it was on it was on uh, uh, cbn I'm, that's not the name of the NBC. It was one of those uh, the one big of those people platforms. Uh-huh. So they got money to do Ooh. comprehensive surveys. Okay, exactly. Out of twenty one percent of women that are um, are out of uh, black leaders, only one percent mm-hmm. of those are women. One percent. I'm not shocked. Take it even yeah. further. Because <laughs> once I started looking at numbers, I'm like. Let me see how deep Let this goes. How, right. right. So, oh. as of right now, this mm-hmm. this article was written in 2020. So, as of right now today, right, there are 37 women that lead Fortune 500 companies. How many of those women do you think are black? Probably zero. Literally none. Mm-hmm. Literally not fucking. Yeah. One. Yeah. Not one. Does not and, shock me. It's interesting because um, now, mind you, this article was written in 2020. I just saw an article mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, about um, Chase. They mm-hmm. just appointed a black uh, a black gotcha CEO, I think, or uh-huh. a black VP. She's she's in a, she's in the C suite. She's somebody. She's she's very important. Uh-huh. Um, and I think I I please don't quote me on this, but I want to say she's only the fourth woman that's insane to ever. Mm-hmm. Be in the C suite, yeah, at Chase, yeah. How? It, that does not shock me. How that? How is does it not possible mm-hmm. that that happens when we make up literally from from nineteen ninety seven to twenty seventeen? There was a six hundred percent increase of black female entrepreneurs. Yeah. So women that and whether that's, you know, owning their own business right. or, you know, whatever aspiring is. to be in management, leadership, right. C-suite, whatever. 600%. We are the fastest growing mm-hmm. demographic of women, but we are not, not represented. represented. No. And, and and truly will we ever be? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, will we really ever be like I feel like, you know, and and this is another this is another question I wanted to ask you. You know, when you say like, okay, there's no other black women you mm-hmm. know, in leadership positions in your organization, do you ever feel like you were given this opportunity because you are black? Um, I have
1: at a previous company, um, and it was actually a joke made. And it was, they said something to the sort of like, you know, we're hitting a quota or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I am one of those people, if you know me personally, I joke about absolutely everything, mm-hmm. I take probably five percent of life seriously because mm-hmm. that's about as much of seriousness you're going to get out of it um so for me i make those type of jokes i make inappropriate jokes all those type of things and mm-hmm. um, that's just who i am as a person mm-hmm. so for me to ever be offended by something it had to cross the line mm-hmm. um and because it takes a hell of a lot to get me offended right um because at the end of the day, i don't really care um so for that that bothered me i mean it was probably one of the factors that led me to eventually put in my two weeks right um but I don't at the same time because like, and it's almost arrogant to say, but I know I do a damn good job. Right. Um, I know that. I know that I run circles around my superiors. Um, I know that based off the levels I go and the companies that I've worked for at the age that I've been, um, when everybody there outside of team members is older than me um, and I'm still holding it down and making more money than all of them, you know? Um, So that's why for me, even if you did hire me just because I was a black woman I'm going to show you that that's not why I'm going to stay. Like I'm not just like coasting by like I excel um, and it's just how I've been raised and the black women I come from it's you know twice as hard four times as better is where we do over here.
0: And I think that that's a common theme Mm -hmm. of being raised by black women. Right. You know obviously you know I was fortunate to have a two parent household Mm -hmm. you know for the first you know 13 years of my life or whatever. And It was drilled into my head. You're going to have to work twice as hard as Mm -hmm. everybody else. Everybody Mm -hmm. that's white, everybody that's black, Mexican, Asian. You're going to have to work twice as hard as everybody else. Not only because you are black, but because you are a woman. That is something that my parents have always told me. So... It's interesting mm-hmm. that we don't get those opportunities when right. we have the best work ethic. Period. And I literally, and I Period. didn't have, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't have the time to really study it like I wanted to. Oh, yeah. But there was an article on Forbes. Uh-huh. A uh, a black author, um, businesswoman, entrepreneur, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. she did a simulation study uh-huh. of what to prove that black women, mm-hmm. um, are the best leaders period in business and it was so interesting I read through it and and like I said I didn't have time to to integrate it Mm -hmm. into this conversation but from a high level perspective she proved that our our perspectives Mm -hmm. based on Number one, how we were raised, number two, right. what we're exposed to. Number three, our sensitivity to certain issues, our ability right. to identify with a diverse group of people because of mm-hmm. our marginalized exactly group. that yields better performance mm-hmm. organizationally. Period. You're not talking about you're just the team that you manage. No. You're talking about as a whole. As a whole. That is a very as important a no, thing it to is. note. It's a very big deal. And like
1: I've actually had like owners and managers tell me like every store I go to I shift the management and you gradually see that I make it more diverse and I bring in more women mm-hmm. um, especially in my shift leads and my managers assistant managers and you can guarantee almost 85% of the time my male superior tells me to, they will tell you women run restaurants better because it's a fact right. we're cleaner we're more organized we're detail oriented and that's what you have to be to, to run a restaurant you have to be
0: period have to be
1: men don't see details men see bigger picture right. they want to smash the entire board just to like drill a hole right and it's like we can figure out a way to go around that mm-hmm. um and then even when it's talking about working twice as hard and things like for me and my family it goes even deeper like my mom's name is twyla she named me and my little brother Brittany and kyle and she told us it's for a reason. She spent her entire life with people mispronouncing her name, calling her Twila every this, that, and the third. She was in 1991 when she graduated high school. She was the only black girl on her cheerleading team in 1991. That is not a long time ago. It's not. It was like yesterday. It's literally yesterday. Like yesterday, yesterday you yeah. know? Um so she was the only black girl on her cheerleading team and dealt with all this adversity. And this is just in Wichita Falls. It's an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when she had us, her only priority was to make sure that we didn't go through those problems. Right. She never, she will tell you verbatim, if you look at a resume, she doesn't want that person to know anything about us based off our name right. by looking at our name on a piece of paper. My name is Brittany Marks. It's the whitest shit you've ever heard in your life. Yes. You know, My little brother's name is Kyle Pruitt, white as hell. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, I bust through the door like, hey, just kidding. I'm a nigga. Yeah. Like, you know, like gotcha. Like
0: Gosh, Animal Woman. Gotcha twice. black. Like, 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 and and it, it's, it's great. Though. You're so right. Because yeah. even my parents, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? My mom's name is Courtney. My mom's name is Charmone. Uh-huh. Like, she's very obviously black. Extremely. Very fucking uh-huh. black. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. my Courtney Hicks, you have no fucking clue. My brother. Jordan Hicks, you have no idea. You have no idea, and it's sad, right? That we have to subconsciously do that. do that for us. And and it's sad, but it's like it it's, it gives you that advantage. It gives you the advantage because advantage. I know for a fact, especially now, me being in HR and mm-hmm. being exposed to so much oh, more. Same. I know I wouldn't have been able to be in the rooms that I've been in if based off names. I wouldn't have been judgment. I wouldn't um, have been because I do the same thing. And it's like mm-hmm. it's even even that too. You have to think about the fact that when you get in the room, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like, okay, my name got me in the room, my resume got right. me in the room. Once I'm in you the room, stay there. you have to. Stay you gotta in stay room. there. I read a, a a post on LinkedIn today. A friend of mine, Brandon, he works for Toyota. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's a, he is a social media analyst. Gotcha. And um, they did a feature on uh-huh. him, and one of the lines, and it stuck with me, and I'm so glad that I read it because uh-huh. it's so relevant to what we're talking about today. He said that his company not only gives him a seat at the table, but a voice in the room. That right there, that because is I feel like coming into corporate America mm-hmm. that was my whole goal. I want to right. sit at the table. I want I want to right. be at the table. I want to be a decision uh-huh. maker. But what people don't realize, black people specifically right. is getting that seat at the table does it's not, not guarantee you the voice you in the room. It speak. doesn't. Do you feel like in your position you have a seat at the table and a voice in the room? I do
1: now. Um like I said, I've worked for five or six different companies, and it took a while for me to be able to find the company that really valued me as an individual mm-hmm. um, and as a worker in those things combined. And where I'm at now, like example, today I did at least, I run, like I said, I run two different locations, um, and I'm always hiring and things like that. So I did... Like, 12 interviews today and hired eight and did four orientations. In those eight that I hired, I have one girl that's a stripper, one dude that got out of jail two weeks ago and is on probation right now, and one girl that is literally homeless. And not, like, living on the streets homeless, but she's just...
0: Bouncing around. Yeah, bouncing yeah, around. know no, nothing. Yeah.
1: All of them are black. If I was not in the position that I was in, they would have not gotten hired. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have happened. If my... Boss or one of my other operating partners would have done those interviews. They wouldn't have even sat down to do those interviews
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because they don't recognize that. For me, those are the people I hire mm-hmm. because those are the people that need a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Girl that's a stripper, she's telling me straight up, like, yo, I got a daughter at home and I need to make money. Where my boss would have been like, oh, you're just a stripper, you're nothing. I see a hustler and you're about your money and you're gonna come to work because you got shit to take care of. Right, Dude that just got out of jail two weeks ago, they're gonna see a criminal. I see somebody that needs a job so he don't go back to jail. That's. Because the only thing that's gonna keep him out of jail is having this job. Mm-hmm. And when you come to me and say, hey, put me on the schedule every single day, open to close except Mondays because I have my PO appointment, done. You know, like you're taking three buses across Dallas to get to me. I'm going to hire you. The girl that comes to me homeless and straight up tells me, hey, I don't have anywhere to stay. I can get here. I take the bus. I need this job. I need money. I'm going to hire you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bosses see that as a liability. I actually, one of my bosses actually told me, because one of my locations is in Deep Bellum. A lot of homeless people, all of that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they come in, especially like the last couple of weeks where it was like, freezing Um, so they'll come in the building or whatever my boss doesn't like it Um, he has fear that they will steal the tip jar right um, and I get those. Which is, a, I mean,
0: it's adequate. I mean, thing. it's, it's business. a valid fear. It's business. Yes.
1: Um, but for me, if we are all in the building, and if I'm here, and you want to sit in here for five minutes or something like that, do your thing. Um, so for me, those, and then my employees see that, and so that transfers to them not only with homeless people, but to customers. Like I have compassion. um Valentine's Day example: I was in there by myself I had a line out the door for like four and a half hours. But mind you, I'm a very popular brunch spot in Dallas. I mean, I was up there by myself, but I'm rocking it out doing it. I got like four or five star Yelp reviews you know Mm -hmm. and then in turn I'm talked about at our corporate meeting um, and it's just like no Britney's amazing she's a rock star she's doing what she needs to do getting all these things because I make them more money as long as you're making the white folks more money you're going to be what they need you know and they're going to listen to you and they're going to value like I wear acrylic nails at least four or five inches you shouldn't do that when you're restaurant management but I do what the fuck I'm supposed to do
0: so they're not going to say no shit exactly
1: so they're not going to come to me and be like Britney you need to get rid of your nails because I'm going to be like you no, see the numbers not,
0: I'm not you're crazy yeah not getting rid of my fucking but nails. see, that is what you just said is a prime example of how having black women in leadership mm-hmm. makes the business it mm-hmm. contributes to the bottom line and the bottom line is profit it's literally all they care about profit the bottom line is all that matters so when you have there's anybody can be empathetic mm-hmm. anybody can be compassionate there is a different type of of empathy and compassion that comes from mm. growing up a black woman. It's different. Woman. It is very, very you different feel because pain different. you feel pain mm-hmm. differently and you identify with pain differently. I I know mm-hmm. what it feels like right. to be fresh out of prison, All of that. can't get a job, All nobody will give you a chance. Broke as hell I know and how and it feels to be bouncing around from yep. house to house Literally and just there. trying to get somebody to just exactly. give you an opportunity. Exactly. I know how that feels. Mm-hmm. Whereas... And I'm not saying that white people don't. I'm not saying that they just don't. It's just different. It's completely different. Everybody brings a different value to the table. My problem is that what they bring to the table Mm -hmm. is prioritized. You know what I'm saying? What they bring to the table is put on a pedestal versus what we bring. It's like... Uh,
1: Exactly.
0: For sure. We'll we'll see. For sure. We'll see. We'll let them prove mm -hmm. themselves. You know what I'm saying? Until
1: they realize that you're worth something. You're not worth anything. You have to Um, prove
0: yourself. And I think that is a that is my major issue. Uh Is that we have to prove ourselves. Whereas our white counterparts, they're automatically given that grace. Come in and can do it. Exactly. And that's why I love my company. Yeah. Because nobody Mm -hmm. is given that grace everybody has to that's prove great themselves. i'm talking about from tops and bottoms uh-huh. all the way down baby uh-huh. i don't care what your resume says mm-hmm. you know yeah it all sounds good it looks good you interviewed great you know right you seem like the great right. fit now Come i'm gonna need you it. to prove yeah, exactly. yourself and you know something you said earlier really resonate resonated with me you know up until i started working for the company that i work for mm-hmm. um i've never felt valued or appreciated or heard or any of that. I I did not realize that my seat at the table didn't give me a voice in the room Mm -hmm. until I started working for this company. Yeah, you see that shift. And I had a voice in the room. I'm like, Oh, this is different. Uh huh. It feels like real nice. Is, you know, they're, uh-huh. My CEO is turning to me like, Courtney. What should we do? And, and I'm not like, not just
1: asking you, just cause, but like they're listening. She's listening and retaining information. She's and listening. You see those things being like enacted and in everyday life. And she's doing
0: what I'm. Yeah, like, yeah, it's tight. Do you know how? No, do you it's know tight. How powerful Trust me, I know that I, is.
1: Yes, it's and, amazing. And it's so you to, feel like you're the shit. Nobody can tell them, you nothing.
0: It, to them, it's small uh-huh. because she's like, well, you're doing your job. You're. I mean
1: ask your opinion about your job I need you
0: so but for us it's like oh my
1: god you listen to me
0: you hear what I'm saying you Mm -hmm. respect what I'm doing like you really care what I think like that is a lot to take in and I think you know as much as you know black as black women we Mm -hmm. want that seat at the table I think a common um Uh, flaw Mm. that I see in, in black women is that when they get it oh yeah they don't know how to handle it. you not know what to do with it. You know them. what I'm saying? It, 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 uh-huh. it, it, and it is. It's, know, a sh- it's a It's a, ju- it's a stretch.
1: Shook. Right. And I tell people, like, I make this joke all the time, especially with my employees. I tell them, I'm like, there's a difference between Brit and Brittany, And I'm like, my bosses get Britney. I say, y'all gonna get Brit, okay? And they will laugh at me because they will hear the switch up that fast. Like, I would be bullshitting and joking with them and my boss will call. I'm like, yes, sir, what can I do for you? Right. You know, it switches. And then I get off the phone and I'm like, ugh, this nigga. Anyways, you know, right. like that that's just how it is you uh-huh. know um but it just also depends on which location i'm at as well because my deep bellum location i can do that y'all homies but i have my other location that's across the street from smu no i can't do that right because it's across the street from smu it's mm-hmm. university park it's, it's highland park Completely different. i dress a different way mm-hmm. i act differently i'm Brittany at all times mm-hmm. like it's just different and a lot of black women it's not pride it's just the fact that and I agree, we shouldn't have to do that shit. I should be able to be myself at all times, no matter what. But at the end of the day, it's just It's not the world. It's just society. In. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not like even pessimistic to feel that way. It's just that's just what the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and we know the game that we're playing. We've all been coached on the game. You just need to act accordingly. However, I don't compromise who I am at any point in time. Um, how I talk to you is essentially how I'm talking to my boss. I just don't say nigga. Mm-hmm. you know but like i still cuss when i talk to him i myself even in my interviews with them i told them from day 1 um well, actually, this was this company was probably the most influential interview I've ever had in my life because it was the first time a, I was interviewed by someone that was black. Um, and that was my superior. Mm. Um, and he was a black male. And I sat down and he asked me, he goes, OK, Brittany, tell me about yourself. You know, you go to a job interview and they say, tell me about yourself. You start reciting your resume mm-hmm. because that's what you want to know about. That's what you've been trying to do. Right, right. He stops me. He goes, no, tell me about Brittany. Um, and right then and there, I knew I was going to take the job and mm-hmm. they hadn't even offered it to me. And um, he goes, tell me about Brittany. I want to know about your life. What do you drink? What do you do for fun? all that type of stuff. Didn't even fucking talk about my resume. He said, why do we need to talk about your resume? I have it right here. Mm -hmm. Like, I know what you've done. I want to know who you are as a person. Um, And that spoke bounds for me because I've never had that happen. Um, And then when that did happen, I was like, Okay, I see that, and so because from day one they asked me who I was as a person, I stay consistent with what I've told them the entire time, I am me. And people know about me, whether you are my great grandmother, Jesus, or my mama, I'm gonna tell you how I feel. I don't really give a damn. Um, And I tell people when I do interviews, I'm not rude, I'm straightforward. Um, So a lot of black women feel like in order to quote unquote code switch or you know to play the game, you have to compromise who you are, and that's not it at all, it's just, give people respect and demand that respect right back. It's not even about being a bitch, but, like, I come in and I don't play games. We joke, we can laugh, we can have fun. At the end of the day, I'm the boss, and you're going to treat me like the boss. The same way as if this white man that was the boss wearing their checks walked in, I demand that same respect. But it's just being able to teeter that thin line of not being the stereotype that they expect us to be is just loud, crazy, and yelling, but, like, explaining the why behind it. And, Mm -hmm. like... I'm telling you this because this is going to make us better. And then the results obviously make us better. You right. know? Um, so that's just what it is for me. It's just, I think as black women, we have to learn how to play the game, especially in the hospitality industry. I'm like, I tell people also, I'm like, it's so much money in the industry. Like, and it's so many job opportunities and career opportunities. And you really don't need a degree to do it. I just happen to have a degree and can walk in with the experience. But like, you don't need a degree mm-hmm. and you can have damn near make six figures or more if we were able to get those spots at the table and have those voices, mm-hmm. you know?
0: And that's something that my boss and I, you know, talk about a lot. Um, and I really have a lot of respect for her because she's a new manager, but she she came into her role with the mm-hmm. attitude of, I am a new manager. Mm-hmm. She's trying to learn. You gotta be humble. She's trying to learn me. She's trying to yeah. learn her role. She's trying to learn how to manage. And one of the things that she, um, you know, cause I just had my performance review. Right. And one of the things she said is like, you know, you really, um, have to, if you want to pursue leadership in this company, you have to be able to adapt to the different types of personalities yeah. and communication styles and all these different yeah. things. And here I am thinking I'm a great communicator, right? you know what I'm saying? But I've been in situations in the past year and a half that I've been here where I mm. did not communicate, communicate. effectively. Right. And you know, when you were saying, um, talking about going from deep Ellum to SMU, mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's like. As long as you're not compromising who you are, right. it's okay to switch that to switch up. it up. It's just you know a what I'm style. saying? It's just, right. mm-hmm. it's, right. it's just a different style. It's still you, it's just a different style of you. Versions. And that's something that I am learning. You right. know what I'm saying? Because I think that when I because I'm in an environment where I know mm-hmm. I can be myself, right. I'm so focused on that Being sometimes yourself. Right. that I don't take in mm-hmm. from what other people are giving me right. and respond accordingly. I'm just worried about right. being who I am. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And, exactly. and giving and, and being true to, you know, because I had the you. same situation, you know, in my interview phase, um, you know, yes, we did talk about my resume, but a lot of it was my personality, right. you know, they who wanted are to know who I am as a person, mm-hmm. what do I value, you know, things like that. And I will always respect them yeah. because right off the bat, they let me know that, yes, it is about business, but like, I need to make sure you're a good person. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to make sure that you're and somebody I deal. can trust. That's important because, yes. you know, it, cause even me now, of, of, course, of course I'm a recruiter. Right. A lot of people, you know, I have very, very, um, uh, uh, very high goals Mm -hmm. you know my performance goals are are there it's not something everybody can do right you know what i'm saying it takes a very special kind of person to do what i do at the level and the volume and the pace that i do it so a lot of people are like you know when i first started this Mm -hmm. job they're like you know you're so strict like you're so you know you you just you really just you're you're you know you're you stick to Uh what you say and i'm like well yeah you know what i'm saying i stand by by, one of our core values is literally honor bound Uh i do what i when i say Mm. i don't just hire anybody i mean that you know why because i'm not just anybody right and i got hired to work here so why would i hire just anybody you know what i'm saying so like those kind of things that awareness of self Mm -hmm. and but being able to put yourself in various environments Mm -hmm. and still be successful, that's something I'm still... Right. I'm still trying to figure that out. It's hard. And I think, for me, so growing up, I've moved every
1: two years of my life. Every single two years. Yeah. Um, Terrible. It was the worst shit ever. Yeah. Um, and like I said, my mom- Military or No, just, or just, no, just because. Okay, okay. Like, that's why I never understood. I said, what the fuck are we doing this for? Um, but like my mom, she married my little brother's dad when I was the summer before my freshman year of high school. They got a divorce, all that type of stuff. Don't know my real dad, all of that. So I think because I've moved so much- thoroughly helps me being able to adapt to new environments Valid. um and like literally that morning when my mom decided she was getting a divorce she came in my room that friday morning and said we were going to be gone by that night and i'm talking about a five-bedroom two-story two-and-a-half bed house in mansfield we all know what that is so like literally pack up the whole thing put it in the minivan we're gonna we go out. stay with my best friend right And that was that. And 90% of the time, like I say, in a trailer home, I say in apartments, townhomes, houses, like literally every two years of my life, every single time changing schools, I've been in Fort Worth, ISD, Mansfield, Arlington. That's why I know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, all those things allowed me to be able to adapt. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I'm able to thrive in the industry that I'm in. Because when I tell you I have no day that is the same at all. Um, I make at least five different to-do lists for myself in the day because it's always changing based off my day. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even know what location I'm going to work at when my day starts. Like, I literally wake up at about 4.30 and mind you, I make both the schedules. I don't fucking remember them. I wake up at 4.30 in the morning, see what staffing is like at both stores and figure out where I'm going for the day. Mm -hmm. Then I start my day at one store. Within two hours, I need to go over here because I forgot to schedule the interview over here or the Wi-Fi broke or it's literally on fire in the kitchen or some bullshit and I have to go run over here. Thankfully, my stores are only 10 minutes apart, but I'm going back and forth all day. It's always, always, always changing, Um, which A, is why I love it and why I don't use my degree. Um, And B, it's the main reason I can't adapt. And I think that's why you have to, and I really shout out my childhood. Um, And it's funny how God sets you up for things growing up that you don't realize is going to be the main reason why you succeed as an adult, um, because that wholeheartedly is it. Um, And I used to think that it was the result of trauma and bullshit and blah, 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 blah. And of course, you know, you go through all those type of things as a kid, but now looking back, being 26 and where I'm at in my career, I tell my mom all the time, I'm like, the best thing you could ever did was move me around. Mm -hmm. Because it's why I can, like I said, I can change my mind. I'm always... Thinking about 35 different things, I can see a customer across the dining room and tell my employee, hey, coach, they don't like that. Go see what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't hear them, see them, nothing. While doing an interview over here, I got orientation going over here. We have a line out the door, and I still need to jump in the kitchen. It's just always being able to keep up, and I think that is also a really big deal. The reason why maybe we don't have as many black women in those positions as well is not saying that we can't do it. It's just that we don't realize that the things that we've gone through are the reasons why we can succeed Mm -hmm. in that stuff. Um, And we try to go with the more traditional things or whatever the case may be. But I'm like, no, you being from a broken home is going to make you succeed, especially in customer service, hospitality, like what I do. Because, again, I'm the oldest daughter and I'm the only daughter. So when my mom gets a divorce and I have a little brother who is taking care of me. You know, like, I am that caregiver. I've been watching him babysitting him since I was nine, all that type of stuff, and he's four. It's like, why are we saying at home by yourself, you know? But that's what you gotta do when you come from a single mom. Um, and because of that, I have a heart for it. I have a passion for it. I will work open and close every single day if it means that my people are set up for success. It's just, what I truly have a passion for is serving people, and it's wholeheartedly because of how I was raised and who I was raised by. Yeah, um, And my great-grandmother worked in the manor, which is a nursing home in Wichita Falls, for 50 years as a maid. What could have moved up, she could have owned it if she wanted to. They offered it to her. She thoroughly loved being a maid, like hospitality. And not saying that I want to be a maid or anything, but service is in me and not mm-hmm. hospitality. And I think that also aids a lot into me being successful in what I do. Because I don't ever call myself the boss, mm-hmm. ever. If somebody refers to me as the boss, I'm like, who you talking to? Right. I'm like, that's just a title and a paycheck. Like, I'm a team member and people of the service. That's it.
0: I think that's another um, reason that black women are not as prevalent in leadership Mm -hmm. positions because they don't know how to humble themselves. Yeah. It's like, you start out Mm -hmm. super hungry and Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Strong work. And you get there and and it's like, bitch, I'm the boss. I'm here. That's it. I've arrived. That's it. I've arrived. And y'all better bow down. And that's what stops you from getting the voice in the room. Yeah, you have the seat at the table. Yeah, you're there. You're because now all the voice they hear is a bitch. That's and they've already written you off as
1: oh she's a bitch and you're doing the exact same shit that these white niggas is doing the The exact same same thing thing. because they walk around with their balls and dick out swinging all day, all day. But we just. It sucks, but we cannot hold our... And I'm not saying you bow down at the throne, because I don't. I for damn sure don't do that don't shit either. Nobody. Like, zero people ever. And I have gotten in screaming custom matches with my boss before, because mm-hmm. if I feel passionate about something, I don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. I'm standing on it, but in a, still a respectful way. But I right. say I will scream, yell, I've walked out, came right back, all that type of shit. But it's just one of those things that, like... I still don't think I'm better then. I'm always learning. I'm always knowing I can learn. I still ask questions, you know, like, I never stop learning. Mm-hmm. And I think that as black women and as women, period, we really have to learn how to, like you said, once we get to those levels, to just keep wanting to learn. Because no matter what industry you're in, you never know everything about that industry. Fast. It's absolutely impossible. Like, even the most successful... The man that created Chipotle is still fucking learning. And that shit is wildly successful. Right. You know? like So there's always something that you can learn. Again, regardless of your industry, it's just you have to humble yourself to learn it and not just be so caught up on Your title and making sure people respect your title because people are going to respect you as a person. It's not about that title. That title is just like the star on top of the Christmas tree. It doesn't fucking matter. Right. You know, like there's plenty of Christmas trees up every year with no topper. You know, that doesn't matter. It's just about like what does the tree consist of? Mm -hmm. You know, like the the light, you know what I mean? It ain't no gifts, it ain't no garland. You ain't got no tree. You ain't got no tree. You ain't got a Christmas light at the top. Nobody gives a fuck about the star. You know, like, so that is what we don't recognize sometimes because we're so caught up on getting that star and there's nothing else on the fucking tree you know like i see like you said we definitely have to humble ourselves i think a little bit
0: more and you know i think it's you know it's a pride thing too Mm -hmm. because we work so hard to Mm -hmm. get Mm -hmm. our foot in the door and Mm -hmm. to get those opportunities and to get that recognition and then that title and that salary yeah and so we put those achievements on a pedestal, and then when we achieve it, mm-hmm. we're like, "All right, yeah, I did it." And that's and it's like the work just started. And that's the work the just beginning. started. The work just started. That right? is, right. and, and you know what? And I'm not gonna sit here and act like I haven't fallen victim to it right. as well. You know what I'm we saying? All because do, for sure, I worked hard to graduate uh, for to sure. get this MBA, so that I could. And I'm quick
1: to tell you, I did it myself, so that
0: I could get um, this right. job. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Real and, quick. and then I got the job, and of course I busted my ass. I didn't, right. I didn't slow up. I put my foot on the. Floor Right. and I went exactly but mentally mm. I was like I did it yeah I, I, I've done it you know what yeah. I'm saying and then that's why fast forward a year and a half later I'm at my performance review like mm. damn you're right I, uh-huh. got, I got a lot of shit you I need, need to, to work, work on need to work on you know right. what I'm saying so it's like you really have to be mindful of the fact that although yes mm. our journey is is harder. Uh-huh. There's more challenges for us as black women. Right. No matter what... Co- you could go to an Ivy League school. Mm. It doesn't matter. At the At end all. of the day, you are black. Yep. And that already That's all is they a problem. See. And now you're a black woman? woman? Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a lot of problems. So, so many issues. You can't get caught up in that we don't have the room To be entitled. No. No matter what education, network, Mm -hmm. clout you think you have, you don't have the room to be entitled. You know what I'm saying? You just don't. No matter what success you've seen. And I think that's a lot of the the, the issue with, Mm -hmm. with black women is that we tend to and I'm saying we because I've done it right we tend to compare our successes to that of black men and and, and even though black men have a lot of the struggles that we have right
1: it's different it's different that woman that woman box that lack of penis is a fool that That thing is
0: a fool (laughs) it's It's clowning out here it's It's really crazy and you have to really again you have to really humble yourself to realize that Comparing yourself to anyone, mm-hmm. whether they're white, black, Asian, male, woman, right. doesn't matter. Comparing yourself is only going to take away it from your accomplishments. Exactly. That's all it's going to do. When you get to that point where mm-hmm. you can honestly say, I did this without pushing anybody else down Mm -hmm. i did this without code switching i did this without compromising Mm -hmm. who i am my values and i did it gracefully yeah that is the highest achievement exactly you know what i'm saying and i really i feel like the women that i know that are success the black women i know that are Mm -hmm. successful in leadership they're successful because they took the time to Go within mm-hmm. and figure out what was wrong with them. Oh, for because sure. Because one thing that I've learned in being in business is that, you know, people want to try to separate church and state. They want to try, mm-hmm. try to separate business and personal. Once you find something that you're passionate about, it all it's combines. Gonna, it's gonna come it together. All the, the growth that you experience on a professional level, mm-hmm. it only matters if you are growing on a personal level. Without a doubt. Period. Without so a doubt. So it's like. If you are not taking the time to go within and figure out what's wrong with you mm-hmm. personally, you're not going to elevate Ever. professionally. You're Ever. gonna get up there, uh-huh. you know, but you're not gonna get. You're not gonna you get you to your fullest potential if you don't. Because guess I what? Agree. Those people that you manage. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have struggles. They're gonna have trauma. They're exactly. gonna have things that they are reflecting on and dealing with. And if you can't relate to them, exactly, if you can't connect, you with can't them, do a damn thing you're for them. You're not gonna be like, able to get them to I perform agree. at the highest level. Mm-hmm. So, in, in on one hand, that's what makes black women so special exactly. in leadership because we have those experiences. Uh-huh. But then on the other hand, it's like if you haven't tapped into that, you have you're no fucked. idea what
1: to use with it. You can't like, do anything. And I think that is my biggest asset is that i literally i tell myself i'm like hey y'all have my number call me for anything Mm -hmm. like i will pick them up i have called and you know how dangerous
0: that is extremely you know how dangerous it is to give someone the opportunity to just extremely to to basically use you you. it's that's exactly what it is that is that and and, exactly what it is again a gift and a curse Uh because as black women we're so strong. Yes, We're so we want to be caretakers. We want to be caretakers. Huh? We want to fix everybody mm-hmm. and everything, and so we do give those give people opportunities. Mm, but you to have do that. they're still in but line. But you. But when you have. When you have worked on yourself yes. as a person, you know your boundaries, you know your boundaries yes. and you can do shit like that. Yes. Me personally, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not there. It's I thing. I can open up to certain people right. and let You're them right. uh-huh. you know, be in my space. I completely understand. But I'm it. not at the point where I could lead a team and be like, Hey, I'm right. here you, whatever y'all and need that, type shit.
1: That took a lot for me to get there and maturity in my career. Um, but it's like also kind of where I was like I said since my first GM job in college like literally sending tweets out hey you need a job I got you come up here whatever but now it's way more in depth like I have an employee, she called me literally, it's like last week, called me like 11 o'clock at night. Um, she's actually a transgender, um, and she heard this. He, I got you, girl. Um, he, <laughs> yes. Um, yes, I got you, girl. Yes, I'm trying, down. I told yes. you, I'm trying. Yes. Um, I'm recognizing it. Yes. Um, but he um, actually got kicked out of the house by his wife. Um, and he was like, called me like, hey, I might need to like use the word bathroom to like wash up, so I got you whatever you need Mm -hmm. just get there 10 15 minutes early make sure you still clock in on time like i don't give a shit but you know you got it figure it it out exactly like i had a girl yesterday didn't come in for a shift um and she literally told me she's like hey my boyfriend took my car my keys and my phone and i actually responded and said girl been there heard that i understand hit me back when you good right i understand right been there you know what i mean like anything like that i tell them even i was talking earlier about the guy on probation and the homeless and the stripper it's like I got friends, all of that. Mm -hmm. You know, like none of these concepts. And I think that's where also my age plays a really big part in this as well. Right. Is because, like, I don't, obviously, they don't know my personal life, but like, I got a personal life. I know all that same shit. I'm like, the same clubs and shit that y'all be at, I'll probably be there too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, if I see you, I ain't never seen you. Right. You know, like I you are a stranger. And if you mention this, I will probably fire you something. Right. You know, I right? Mean, just, hey, it's just like, uh uh-uh, uh, don't, don't do that. Keep, keep that light. to yourself, keep you know. But yeah. it's just like, because of my age, I recognize that. Or on the reverse side of that, I have an employee that comes in and smells like three pounds of weed every day. If I was some old white dude that didn't know shit about shit, I wouldn't recognize that. He would come in the building and I'm like, hey, chill out. I will straight up tell him, "Do not come in my building smelling like weed. Mm-hmm. Do not be smoking right before you come to work. I say you're too hot. Mm-hmm. I say you need to smoke about two hours before you come in here. Air you that shit out. out. Yeah. Change your clothes. Take a shower. Brush your teeth. Wash your hands, and bring your ass in here. Right. And he's looking at me on some. How do you know that? But I don't need to explain to you why I know that. We can just have this understanding, exactly. and I should never have to say this again. Right. You know. And I, me being a black woman and being 26. All of those things thoroughly helped me out with being able to do so and being there for them. But it was a very hard lesson knowing my boundaries because if not, it's like you will work a twelve-hour day and then get off work and still work another eight hours because you're getting calls and texts and things and things from staff. Mm-hmm. And so you have to establish that boundary with them. You know, it's just and that's just with anyone in life and getting to that point of growth and maturity. Like I've been in therapy since my junior year of college, so about four years or so. Um, so I've gotten there. I wasn't always here, I took a lot of internal work and love and care and all that extra stuff to get to where I'm at now, to recognize my boundaries with anyone, right. whether you're my superior or my team member. So that's why I can't get in those screaming matches with my boss, because I just don't let anyone disrespect me. Fast. Um, it's just, again, you be my mama. Don't talk to me like that. Like, I just don't care. And so then with my team members, I can say, hey, I, I know y'all, y'all know I'm here for you. But hey, 10 o'clock is cut off. You so, know, don't call me before 6am
0: Facts like, <laughs> yeah, I, I got real I do all that Any, type of shit Anybody listening to this That works with me They know Same 6am, 10pm Is y'all's times 9 o'clock That's don't it Don't contact me before 9 o'clock <laughs> And don't contact me after 5.30 yep, That's about it Unless it's an emergency Because Same. now I have my kid Yep. And that's and what And for me, I'm, I tell them, I'm like, if, I'm y'all, if
1: both of my stores are closed and you call me, if I don't answer, if you don't call me back or send me a text, you will not hear from me right. until one of my stores opens the next day. Exactly. Because that means you did not need me. Right. Text me or email me that shit. Right. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: So what would you say are the most common, like, types of feedback that you have gotten regarding, like either your management style mm. or you know and this can be either from your superiors or your peers cause like, yeah. I know like just to give you context like yeah, um, some of my some of the feedback that I've recent, recently received is like um, you know and this is obviously I know that this is common to right. to black women it's like you know with us doing this all this virtual shit you right. know I've gotten some feedback like oh you don't look like you want to do and I'm like well I have the same face that I have had in our in-person right. meetings it's the same face right we're right um, it's just over the computer mm-hmm. instead of in person um and i'm not gonna like change that i'm not gonna change I it i can't see you um, like a clown and then you know another thing that i've heard is like oh well sometimes you know um you're just really short mm-hmm. you know in your responses and i'm like I'm really short, like in life, you right. know what I'm saying? Like right. with my friends, with right. my mom, with, right. you know, like it's I, just how I I, talk. I'm going to say uh-huh. what I need to say. I don't need to do the extra, no fluff. you know, I don't need the fluffy uh-huh. shit. And one of the things that, you know, my manager, cause I said that to my uh-huh. manager, you know, and she was like, you know, I get that. Mm-hmm. Cause same. Like, right. And she's not a black woman, right? but same. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I'm not a fluffy person either right. like I'm just trying to get it out and
1: say what I gotta and say and, and gotta that's say it and be done you uh-huh. know what I'm saying
0: and then on top of that it's like you know I got three monitors in front of me you know what I'm saying I'm doing I'm three or four things uh-huh. at once. Like I'm trying to answer you so that you can go on about exactly. your day exactly and not be waiting on me uh-huh. but something that she did tell me was you know you could really benefit especially if you're pursuing a leadership mm. opportunity you could really benefit from when you can take that extra little few seconds oh, to sure. like throw in a exclamation mark uh-huh. or an emoji or something Agreed. it goes a long way it and does. I, and and she told me this a, a couple months ago and i have started trying to mm-hmm. integrate it into my you know communication right. and honestly it has it has made a very big difference huh? i will say that and when she said it to me initially i'm like this is mm-hmm. stupid like i'm like it feels stupid it feels y'all know stupid. me, like, it feels like, y'all know me right. but but you can't that's what i mean about humbling yourself Mm -hmm. no matter how well i've performed in this job okay Mm -hmm. i've doubled our staff twice since i've been here by myself Uh now mind you we have another recruiter now right but before she got here Uh i doubled our staff twice right so it's like being able to level Mm -hmm. with the playing field Mm -hmm. and just understand that even if somebody is telling you something that you don't necessarily agree mm. with, that doesn't mean that they are wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like a lot of times because we are black women, mm-hmm. our immediate thing is to be defensive. Exactly. It's like, well, why should I have to? Da- 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 why do I got to change? Why do I have to uh-huh. change? Why can't they? You know, mm-hmm. and it's like I had to realize that they are walking on eggshells. Every time they talk to me, every time they don't want to
1: say anything. That every time they reach us. out uh-huh. to me,
0: every time they ask me for something, mm-hmm. they're tiptoeing like, yes. "I don't want to piss Courtney off." And it's like, "Damn, I don't want to." You know, I don't want to be that. I don't uh-huh. want to create an aura that makes them feel like mm-hmm. they have to walk on eggshells around uh-huh. me. All I want to do is teach them how to properly communicate with me. Right. And right that. Unfortunately, uh-huh. it's gonna cause some work on my end. Like it's like Definitely. you can't expect Definitely. that things are gonna change mm-hmm. if you're only putting the work on that other person. So, mm-hmm. what would you say, or are, are some um, some things that you've heard like multiple times yeah. as far as feedback on either your leadership style or your communication style or things yeah. like that?
1: Um, so, at my previous company at Salada, um, I would constantly get criticized from being mean. Um, and to me, I don't think I mean at all, whatsoever. I think I'm honestly a little too nice sometimes, especially being in management. Um, but I would constantly get, like, my boss, so I'm big on group messages, right? Um, I sent group texts all the time, um, previously. And so I would send out messages, Say if I didn't like something or if I'm sending out the schedule or, you know, just announcements type Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And if I basically didn't start it with a thank you so much for your hard work and end it with a thank you so much for your hard work, I was going someone on my team would have told my boss and then he's going to come tell me, hey, you know, maybe you should like not say this. Right. And I'm like, I don't know how else to say here is the schedule for the week. I don't understand or if i've had a couple days where everybody was late or we had a few call outs i'm going to send out a text with a reminder of our call out in absence policy you know that's just accountability in my mind Mm -hmm. um i'm not reprimanding anyone i'm just saying hey don't forget this is how we actually run this Mm -hmm. so then that way when i can start issuing write-outs and things like that you know i've covered my ass exactly i set expectations why i always exactly Always have a paper trail. Um, So when I was there, it was constantly like, you're being mean, you're being mean. And actually my best friend was my assistant manager there. Um, And we would talk about it all the time. And she was like, I don't know if maybe just because I know you, but I don't think you're being mean at all. Obviously, she's another black woman. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, me like it would blow my mind to the point where I would literally send my messages to my mom first and be like read this and tell me if this rude mm-hmm. but coming from somebody who's just as worse as me she's like what you mean like right. she's really not seeing the problem at all she's right. just like no I don't see the issue but that was there and I literally had to go out of my way you know to make sure that people saw I was being nice or send out that message and when I saw team members throughout the day being like hey, did you get my message earlier? Was that okay with you guys? Like, I was then having to ask my team members for permission. And granted, I am not that boss that like throws around my title, but at the end of the day, I will act as so. So I don't feel like I need to ask, was that okay while well, you guys, how I said that, was? did that work for you and blah, blah, blah. Um, and that was also one of the reasons why I left that company just because to me, that's not asking me to be nicer, you know, it's like you 100% want me to silence who I am. Mm-hmm. And that was what didn't work for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I've had that complaint. Um, I've had the issue um, of the whole like facial expression thing. Um, exactly, <laughs> um, like I had, when again at Salada, and we had all our corporate office at Salada was in Houston. So we had a corporate trainer or corporate catering lady came down, they were changing some catering stuff. And because like I said, I did all the training for Dallas, obviously I needed to know about these training or changes so she came down to like personally train me on and all this type of stuff and we're having a great conversation the first few hours we're like laughing talking joking blah 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 but once we get into the actually working you showing me things now I'm learning I've like mentally switched that like I'm not super friendly laughing joking I'm trying to pay attention and receive the information that you're telling me Mm -hmm. because this is important Um, when I do my business I'm literally working especially when I do 15 to 20 thousand dollars in catering sales a week I think I should make sure I know how to execute these caterings. Absolutely, Just a thought. So I'm sitting there like we're like putting together like a salad tray or something. Um, and again, mind you, this is still like COVID time. So I have on a mask um, and it's like covering up half of my face. And she's standing next to me. She goes, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to. And I'm thrown off. When I'm like super over it. My boss is actually in the store at that time and I go up to him and I was like, Yeah, I'm done with this. Then he's just like, Why? And this is also one of the bosses I've gotten to screaming arguments with. And he's like, Why? And I'm like, I'm just not. Like, don't come at me like that. Because now I got an attitude. Because you asked me yeah, if I had now attitude, I have an attitude when I had no attitude. So now I'm over it. I don't really care anymore about what you're talking about. I'm just my whole disposition is off. Mm-hmm. And the way that I am and I know myself very well. Once I am off something, I'm it is off a, of it. I can't come back. No. It's just mentally i'm done i have now shut down i'm tuning you out even if you finish whatever you're trying to show me i'm not remembering it or caring to anyways Mm -hmm. so it's just like we should just save everybody's time here and you go back to your hotel and go back to houston whatever you need to do and i'm gonna go home Mm -hmm. um but that was the first time i've had somebody come to me about my face um because i purposely and again because i'm in the industry i'm in My facial expression is a lot um so i have to constantly be smiling and you know happy and all those type of things um and i find it to be like almost therapeutic because like i can go through whatever shit in my real life and i can leave it all at the door Mm -hmm. Uh, when it comes to work and do my 10 12 hours and go on back my day um and then i think i've also been criticized not so much on my management style per se but I guess you could call it my management style when you have especially when I was at Payway um, I was in the market with like 10 other stores and again I was the youngest and I'm talking about 5, 15, 20 years I'm the youngest yeah like I'm sitting in like GM meetings yeah and they're all white dudes over the age of 40 Mm -hmm. and it's 10 of us and I'm the only black one and at this time again this was my first big girl job out of college so I'm like 23 Um, and so it was really just like uh, um, and a lot of times in there I got looked at as being too laid-back but it wasn't laid-back it was just understanding Mm -hmm. you know it's rather than Oh, you can't come into work because your car won't start, so you're fired. It's like, okay, take the day off and get your car together so you can come in for the rest of the week. Right. You know, it's right. just let's be Reasonable. logical. Yeah. Right. You know, or it's like, you can't come into work because you don't have a babysitter for your kids. I have an iPad at the store that can sit at the table. It's a fucking restaurant. They can eat all day. I'd rather you come in so you can make money for your kids than fire you. And now you at the house. That don't help nobody with you being at the house with your kids. And like shit happens. You Mm -hmm. know, like I literally had a store where I had somebody bring her kids in during the summer every single day. It's three little girls. She would bring in iPads, coloring books. They would sit in the corner. As long as they are not up running around doing the fool,
0: that don't bother me. I need you
1: here in the building and if you being here in the building requires your kids to come too well then fuck it it's a daycare like you know like I don't but to them that is laid back Mm -hmm. that's not business as usual Mm -hmm. but that is just modern day business it's if you want to keep a staff and get rid of this high ass turnover rate
0: it's the cost of living is so high. You yeah, know what I, I mean? That I can't afford exactly. to pay for daycare for three exactly. fucking
1: kids. And I'm talking about three girls. They seven, eight, and nine. Like, come on, can. she's you cannot do. Can. It. She's a single mom. Yeah, not a chance in hell. Yeah, the only reason why that they are okay during the school years because it's fucking school mm-hmm. and an after school program, mm-hmm. so she can figure it out and I work with her schedule mm-hmm. during the summer. It's a wrap. What is she supposed to do, you know? Um, And in that case, I'm going to work with you, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's like, again, Bring your kids up here, they can eat some food, sit in the corner, and that way you feel more comfortable anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can see your kids, you right. know? And I'll be damned if your kids gonna act crazy while you at work. Like if my mom brought me to work with her and I acted a fool, I know that butt whooping when I get to the crib it's gonna be serious. crazy. It's yeah. gonna be a fool, yeah. you know? So I was like, that's fine, because I know they are not gonna act a fool. But in those cases, I get looked at as being too lenient or being a pushover because it's just like, oh Brittany lets her people do whatever they want Brittany also has the same staff that she's had for a year and a half Brittany has her staff moving up Brittany's developing her team Brittany has zero turnover rate I have five star reviews because people like their job and when people like their job and they respect the person that they work for the work ethic is through the roof Mm -hmm. the employee morale is insane the overall culture of your store is there and those are the parts that my counterparts don't give a shit about and when I come in and they are like, "How are you able to turn the store around so fast?" I just care, you know. That's and literally that's, it. That's that's it. I just care. That's it. No more science to it outside of me caring. And in their mind, caring is lenient. Caring is not being the boss but not structured right exactly Mm -hmm. um and it's like you're gonna let people overrated completely overrated it's like even when it comes to doing training they will get mad at me because i don't follow our standard training procedure but i'm not going to keep someone in training for two weeks that learned the shit in a day and a half we're wasting time if they got it they learned it we're going to move on we're going to keep it going Mm -hmm. if you need this full two weeks sure you got it no issues but All of my counterparts are one system, one blanket fits all Mm -hmm. when they don't understand that every single person is different.
0: Mm -hmm. They don't try to.
1: They don't at all. They don't care. When they, the snow example, um, I didn't have power. I didn't have water, the whole thing. I just got water back like two days ago, maybe Mm -hmm. three days ago. Um, And so, of course, most of my staff didn't have power or water as well. They're sending out messages. They want it to be open of course after a while once the store actually lost power we couldn't but so when everything got back they're sending out those messages saying hey basically come to work Mm -hmm. and my staff is like i can't get out of my parking lot i can't get there they're concerned about their job like if i don't come am i going to be fired because you know they understand how business works Mm -hmm. mind you i love my company but Business is business. Um, I sent out another message right after my boss that says, Hey, if you are safely able to come to work, please make it in. If you cannot stay home, I said, Me, myself, I also do not have power or water. So I understand. Let me know if you can make it. Be safe. Stay warm, which got a completely different response. Of course. Then my boss, who never lost power, never lost water, sitting completely fine in his house in his Dodge Ram and can drive all over the world Mm -hmm. with no issues Mm -hmm. saying hey we're going to be open tomorrow at this time I need you guys in the work and then they're going to respond with an attitude saying oh so like and he's even saying like oh we can come pick you guys up in his mind he's thinking that is what's going to make them be okay to come into work Mm The issue is not driving themselves. The issue is being on the road, period, when mm-hmm. there's ice and snow. Mm-hmm. So one of my in employees, anybody's car. Period. One of my employees that lives in South Dallas, another one lives in Pleasant Grove, goes. So are you gonna come pick us up from the hood, knowing that my very white Caucasian boss is not picking them up from Pleasant Grove. Facts. But those are the responses you're gonna get from them when you're acting as the way you do. Mm -hmm. When I say things like, cool, thanks, Brittany, we'll see you on Monday, that's fine, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, again, in his mind, he didn't say anything, um, but in his mind, now I'm, I could've possibly undermined him or you know I'm just being too nice but he tells me that's the reason why they have me at this company is because I bring an entire different viewpoint and it like it's refreshing almost because no one else thinks how I do because no one else is black and no one else is a woman and no one else is young that's why right I'm like well if you continuously hire the same type of people that have the same line of thinking mm-hmm. you get the same results right It's just simple. And so, like, I take those criticisms of people saying, like, oh, you're too lenient or on the other side, you're too mean because it's like, I know my style. And again, the results show you clearly what I'm doing is working.
0: And with you being a high performing leader, Mm -hmm. obviously, like we talked about before, there's always room for improvement. Exactly. Right. 100%. Talk about one or two areas of opportunity that you see and, and not just, um, and when I say areas of opportunity, I don't just mean, you know, places you can improve, I also mean literal opportunities that you have to make a difference in this company? Um, So currently
1: I'm a senior operating partner which means that I run two different locations Um, and I'm in the track we're opening three new stores this year um, and I'm in the track to gain one more which fits me at a district um, which in the history of the company will make me the youngest first woman and only black to do so Mm -hmm. Um, which to me is a huge deal absolutely Um, the very big deal so that's first there that opportunity to make a difference Um, second for me personally I have a lot to learn when it comes to I have very little patience um, ironically enough Um, I can tolerate a lot but I have very little patience when it comes to repeating myself or when it comes to my superiors not being to the level that I expect them to be Mm -hmm. Um, in the same way that I am always learning I have to understand that they are always learning as well um, and I often expect that if you make a substantial amount more money than me, if I ask you a question, I expect that answer to be known mm-hmm. um, and not for me to have to figure it out myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is something that I have to personally work on is just having a little more patience. And that's just in my life, period. I have zero patience i'm like god just didn't bust me with that virtue is cool like i'm just not gonna have that ability but that's just something i have to really work on or even as far as with team members as well i say i'm very like understanding when it comes to training and things like that but i also base how i learn quickly and i sometimes expect everyone Project else that. to yeah. you know mm-hmm. um and it's like if you've been on the same station for three days and you still don't have it sometimes it takes me a minute to wrap my mind around why how you
0: could not have yes it like because right. i don't
1: get why you don't right so now i can't figure out how to help you because i don't know what piece is missing mm-hmm. here because like i'm like well if i could do it in an hour why is it taking you three fucking days to figure this out right you know I get but that. then it's like everyone's not me everyone thinks differently learns differently all of that and where my strong suit is exactly where my weakness is that could be someone else's strong suit and vice versa Mm -hmm. um and so like even today i had an example like someone's like on bread and it's like coming out terrible and all this like we use like full yeast and flour and all that type of stuff so i'm like what is the issue so i literally as much shit as i had to do i took 10 minutes out of my day and just stood next to him and just watched what he was doing and fixed it in five minutes because i just literally took time out of my day and made myself be patient and like shut the fuck up for two seconds and take my ideas out of it and really see it from his point of view. And I was like, oh, boom, right there. That's what you're messing up. was able to get the day fixed so we don't have those issues going anymore. But for last week, I felt like, I just wasn't getting anywhere, you know? Um, so I think for me, it's really, really patient and just understanding that, like I said, even though I'm always learning, they are always learning also. I just really take a step back. Like, I want everything to be right, right then and there. And mm-hmm. just be like, it can't. Mm-hmm. Like, I want both of my stores to be perfect, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, yeah, you got one store there. You still need to work on the other store and never stop working on the first one you got perfect, mm-hmm. you know? It's just. Knowing it's always a work in progress and like results aren't immediate, especially when you have a lot of factors you can't control. Right. Number one being customers. So it's like you can't control that type of stuff. You just have to react accordingly. You know, it's very hard to be proactive. You can be proactive and try to set yourself up, but my job is 99% reaction.
0: Right. And I have a lot of respect for the fact that, um, you know, at your age, you know, because I'm 28, about to be 29 Mm. in a couple months. Obviously, in my mind, we're the same age, right? You know, no, for sure. We was in high school together, but in business, uh-huh. it's different. It's very different, right? Um, the closer you get to thirty, the more people it's like actually look at you uh-huh. as an adult. Uh-huh. So, like, I can't imagine being—you know—I know what I was like at twenty-six, right. and it's completely different than what mm-hmm. I'm at now going on 29 so like i have a lot of respect for the awareness that you have of not only yourself but your environment yeah and how you use your weaknesses yeah or what would be perceived as weaknesses how you use those and you flip it to make them strengths and you make people um that have more status than you mm-hmm. have more experience than you have more money than you yeah. how you make them respect mm-hmm. you not by what you say but yeah. what you do and i think that that is so important in black women it's For like sure we can talk all these things mm-hmm. you know a, a lot of black women i know are, are great at at pulling the room right you know what i'm saying they can right. they can, get we can walk and,
1: into a room and take over and it. command uh-huh. the
0: room but once you command the room what are you doing what are you with saying that? Exactly. What are you doing with exactly. that? And I think, you know, just from this conversation and just for anybody listening, you know, I don't, I didn't know anything about what Brittany right. did professionally until today. Like right. I knew she was in the restaurant business, but that's no one as knows far the as I knew. Right. So in hearing you talk about all these different things and, you know, the criticism that you receive and how much of an mm. anomaly you really are. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for the fact that you still don't feel like you know it all. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think a lot of um, <clears throat> business leaders find themselves in that state of complacency mm-hmm. where it's like, I've done this. You know what right. I'm saying? I've ran multiple right. stores. I've, I've right. built things from the ground up. I've done it all by uh-huh. myself. And that's not enough you know technology is growing people are changing these kids are smarter than ever so by the time they get to the Mm -hmm. point where they're working age they know way more than what we knew at that age so much you you have to be able Uh to adapt and i think you have such a solid foundation to be able to do that and that's what i aspire to have and you know we're we have a gap in age but we have an even larger gap in maturity because you have a very high level of business maturity that i am still trying to obtain and so like when i think about what i want to be as a leader and Mm. how i want people to respect me and how i want people to view me Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that you talked about today are the things that i would want you know what i'm saying so i have a lot of respect for that and and i think that that gives you a solid foundation to not only be successful in your business endeavors Mm. but in your personal endeavors and in speaking on that your consulting business. Yes. Talk
1: about that. Um, so I've recently launched B Marks Consulting. Um, basically, it's all things business consulting. Um, I actually work with a girl. She started a pH balancing soap for women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like completely structuring her business plan. So what that means is I get your financials in order. So I come up with your marketing plan. I put it all together for you and literally take whatever dream you have in your head and put it on paper and show you the profits for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because what I do every day. Um, and it's something that I have I've been doing it for eight years now Um, and I'm really good at doing it for corporations and making other people richer so it would be nice to make my people richer and pour back into my community because the amount of you can scroll on Instagram for five minutes and find 10 small businesses that fast Right. Um, and these are people that you follow you know personally not Mm -hmm. even counting people you've never heard of before Right. Um, and so but there's so many people you see somebody that's selling plates on your timeline they're not making the money that they should be making from that they're making just the amount of money to be able to buy more food to sell those same plates next week. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody's still working with their like part-time jobs or their businesses on the sides. Um, and I really, really want to put those things in place for people, like especially those people that are doing restaurants and catering because people don't even know that the same suppliers these mega corporations are buying from, you can get those too. You, know, you can go there. You don't have to go to Costco and Sam's because they're mm-hmm. charging too much money. Mm-hmm. They don't know that um the styrofoam container that you're putting this food in costs you money they're not accounting that for the how much total for this it's like you're selling a $20 rotel nacho plate or whatever the case is but it's like you probably should be selling it for like 25 26 mm-hmm. and make some money for mm-hmm. yourself you know it's like those are the things we don't know. Or even I have a client um, that she does hair, and it's like she wants to have her own shop. But it's, are you making a profit? It's like you charging a hundred dollars for box braids. Did you are you buying the hair? Are you counting your time? Are you counting? Are you making a profit mm-hmm. from this shit? Have you calculated how many heads you need to do to make booth rent, pay your bills, and still make a profit? You and know, still make a livable way. Exactly. Wage. exactly. Right. It's like. Are you making more than, you do 10 heads a week, but you can only pay your rent. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, those are the things that I want us to understand, especially as black women, to understand that our money is time, our time is money, and that we are valuable, and you need to get paid for those things. Absolutely. Um, To stop doing shit for free. Facts. Period. Like. That is my only purpose and the purpose of my company so people stop working for free. I tell my team members all the time, if you have clocked out, get the fuck out of the kitchen. I do, like, we are free. We are not slaves anymore. Do not work for free. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn if you're going to be in overtime. If you are still working, be on somebody's clock. Right. Like, because that was the hardest lesson for me to learn. Even being on salary, I would be like, oh, well, I'm salary, you know, like, I can work however much. Like, that's just how the person I am. But I really have to stop saying, I'm salary but for 52 hours a week. Skirt. That's it. That's it. Stop pushing 60 and 65. That is it. You're not getting paid for that 60 and 65. You're not. I'm no. not. Which is why I also have to teach myself to stop answering my phone after certain times Those type of things, and that's what I want to project to all of my clients, whether it is food. Like I said, I have someone that does soap, someone like an organic vegan soap. is actually really cool. Um, Her, and then I have someone that does hair. I have someone I'm making a business plan for a children's store, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's cool for me because I get to—business is all the same concepts. It's just changing the names of things, whether it's food or clothing or a vegan organic soap. It's all the same thing. It's all— cost of goods and supply and demand, but it's just making it work for you um, and I have been privileged to learn all about business for free and not have to get that business degree. Right. Um, and a lot of people don't get that opportunity that I've been given just for my career. And they don't ever get that. And like, there's only so much Googling you can do for it to make sense. Right. You know. Um, so that's what I'm here for. I'm not here to like rip people off or anything like that. I am solely here to be that support that I do in my stores and my restaurants um, for them. Um, and actually, I'm what, launching my website tomorrow um and it's going to buy our instagram it's b marks consulting the website bmarksconsulting.com um, and it will be launched tomorrow you can schedule your consultations um all those type of things we get together and run out your full business plan and it's one of those things that it never ends if i am hired as your consultant i am yours until you say all right i don't need you anymore mm-hmm. but it's also one of those things to know that you always need that type of you always can learn mm-hmm. um and that's what like i say i'm here for at b marks consulting
0: We love that. Yes. (laughs) We love we love a black entrepreneur. We especially love a black Female entrepreneur yes. that is um, that warms my heart so much because um, I don't necessarily have aspirations to own a business uh, mm. but I live through women like you who, right. do, who are passionate about that and who are able to use their talents yes. and experience and their strengths to right. um, uplift others so I really appreciate that Thank and you. I appreciate you coming today of and course. talking about these I things you. and being honest uh-huh. and being transparent and being um, your natural self because Thank I it. think yeah. that there's such a shortage you know A society has made black women believe that they have to conform and we yes. do not there's no authenticity um, not, anymore yes we will not conform <laughs> we will not conform there is an opportunity yes. for you you know if you are a black woman and you're listening to this right now and you are um, you know turning yourself on and off every day I empower you to for escape sure. that situation and I'm not saying that it's gonna happen today tomorrow or maybe not even next year it took mm-hmm. me I was at I was with the organization I was with for three years yeah. before I finally was like, All right. I'm yeah getting out of I'm done with this. And it wasn't a toxic environment by mm-hmm. any means. It's just there was no opportunity for me specifically right. there. And if you are in that situation or if you're in a toxic environment, you need to know that mm-hmm. there are people, as you can see, there mm-hmm. are people in leadership. Now you're going to have to search. You and you don't have, have to, to work, work it, your ass off you have to okay. work for it, but someone will be able <laughs> yeah. to open the door or you'll be able to open the mm-hmm. door for yourself you just have to step out on faith or you know or the universe whatever your right. you know situation is um just step out and make something happen you Agreed. know what i'm saying and and be able be ready to provide value wherever mm-hmm. you go because that's really the key but um again this is episode one of Black Women in Leadership with Britt. Um, again, so thankful that you joined us of tonight. Of course, um, thank you for having definitely me. Definitely make sure that you guys um, follow BMar's Consulting on Instagram and check out her website so that um, you can take your business to the next level, whatever yes. that business may be. Um, make sure you guys like, share, comment, all the good stuff. I can't wait to see the feedback you guys have. Um, we have two more Black Women in Leadership episodes that we will have for to complete this series. But um, again, thank you so much guys for tuning in and supporting Candid with Courtney